0: It will transform your mindset and I promise you, you will be like a shark, you will think like a shark and you can't go backwards and if you stop swimming, you will die. And don't you ever forget that the rest of your life. Don't you ever stop moving. Don't you ever go backwards. I know what it feels like to sit on a bench. I know what it feels like to get knocked down I know what it feels like to have a hope and a dream and nobody believes in it I I wish I didn't quit I wish I acted better I wish I didn't get kicked out of school I wish I didn't give up on my kid I wish I wish I wish that is regret There's still time. What are you working on right now? Because sometimes in life, all you got is that one thing. God gave you one thing to do. That's all you got is that one thing. I know life will knock you down. I know life can be tough. But you are on a journey. You know my dad would say? Go get it, son. Go get it. Be sweet, baby. Be sweet. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet, baby. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet. Be sweet, baby. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet. Be sweet, baby. Every time I left the house, my mom would say, be sweet, baby. Be sweet. My dad would say, go get it, son. Go get it. Go get it, son. Go get it. Be sweet. 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 You got to be ready to fight and bounce back. Punch and counter punch. Jab and jab back. Let me tell you something. Life is a series of fights. The worst thing you can do is run away from your fights. In order for you to rise up, you better take your game to the next level. Your mindset needs to go to the next level. Your information needs to go to the next level. Your relationships need to go to the next level. To be a shark. It's about how you move, how you operate, how you navigate. You have to be disciplined every single day and train yourself to follow through on all your fundamentals and that's how you're going to be successful. You have to do it when you don't feel like it. You have to do it when you feel discouraged. You have to do it when you don't feel healthy. You have to do it when you're under the weather. Every single day, you have to train yourself to focus and commit to your business and follow through. Fighting for your future. Fighting for your dreams. Fighting for success. When you come over depression, you raise your arms like a champ. When you overcome bankruptcy, raise your arms in victory. Don't you ever lose hope. Don't you ever give up your mindset. Sharks are powerful creatures. You got to think different. You got to be different if you want to be at the top of your food chain. My freshman year, I don't play a lick. And before I knew it, I lost my mindset again. I began to recalibrate. You know, everybody done play in NBA. I'll graduate in four years. You know what, I just go get a good job. It's okay, it's okay. And the end of my freshman year, my daddy called me on the phone. He asked me questions. He said, son, you're not playing, why not? Politics, Dad. It's political father asked me a question, he says, how did your coach get paid, son? I said, Dad, he gets paid to win. He says, okay, son, if your coach gets paid to win, won't he play the players that give him the best chance to win? He says, son, you got recruited, you took all your visits, you chose Minnesota. You took the time and you chose Minnesota. You told me that you're going to turn that program around, you told me you're going to graduate in four years, you told me you're going to make more money in business than you did in sports. One of the core values of our training and development called family was accountability. That was the core value of that training and development organization called the Bond Family Accountability. He said, so go back and do what you said you're going to do. My father reminded me of what I said I was going to do. I went back to my coach's office. I said, coach, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? He looked confused. This is what I told them. I'm going to become somebody different. What do I need to do to play in the NBA? I'm taking this thing to the next level. We're about to rise up. So for you to be passionate, your logic and your emotions need to be intertwined. See, some of you guys have the intellect and some of you guys have the passion, but you have to have both to be successful in this business. Sharks are hunters and predators. They never stop swimming. In fact, if a shark stops swimming, it will die. If a shark goes backwards, it will die. Think like a shark, act like a shark, and behave like a shark. Can I ask you a question right now? Can I ask you a real question? Not your neighbor, I'm talking to you. What kind of student are you right now in life? You're in charge of your promotion. If you do five million and want to get to ten, you're in charge. In order for you to rise up, you better take your game to the next level. Your mindset needs to go to the next level. Your information needs to go to the next level. Your relationships need to go to the next level. Take your money and get information and access, and you will get good habits and good rituals, and you will go to the next level. Coach, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? He said you can't run, you can't jump, you can't dribble, you can't shoot, and you can't rebound, son. Next year, I'll be your most improved player. I'm going to think, I'm going to execute, and I'm going to win. I'm going to think, I'm going to execute, and I'm going to win. I'm going to execute what I've been trained to do. I'm connected to a shark. I'm connected to the greatest training organization in the world. And when I get home, I'm going to become somebody different. What do I need to do? You need to have an honest self-assessment about what your weaknesses are. And that's how you get to the next level. My sophomore year rolls around. We go all the way to the Sweet 16 and I'm the top six man in the country. I go back to my coach. What do I need to do to play in the NBA? The list got shorter. The next year we went all the way to the Elite Eight. We were one shot away from the Final Four and i was the top six man in the country. I had carved out a niche. And that's what impact players do. They make their community better. They make their city better. They make their town better. They make realtors better. Be an impact player and anyone in your life, if they need a shark, you become their shark. All I had to do was have one good year and I walk right into the NBA. My senior year, everything lines up. But the first game of my senior year, I break my foot. I come back in six weeks and I break my foot a second time. In my mind, my college career was over and my NBA dreams were dead. I averaged seven points a game. I got offered a $75,000 job because one of our season ticket holders liked me. Right before I took the job, my daddy called me on the phone. He would always ask the right questions at the right time. He said, you had a tough year, son, what's next? I said, Daddy, I'm going to be a hospital administrator, $75,000 job. He said, not bad, son, but can I ask you a question? Do you believe you're an NBA player? Come on now, Dad. I only have seven points a game, Dad. We're not like these other black families that just need basketball, Dad. We're educated, Dad. We're not dependent on basketball, Dad. We're balanced, Dad. We're educated, Dad. I got a $75,000 job, Dad. Do you believe, son? He was checking my mindset. He was checking to see, was I thinking like an A student? Those are falling back into that C mindset. Do you believe you're an NBA player? I said, yeah, Dad, I do. He said, well, go for it, son. But, but Dad, I never started in college. But, but, but. My father said, you told me, son, that you're going to turn that program around and you did it from event, son. You told me you're going to graduate in four years, son. The average student graduating five. I'm proud of you. But you told me that you're going to play in the NBA. And you told me you're going to make more money in business than you did in sports. Do you believe you're an NBA ball player? I do, Daddy. Go for it, son. Go for it. I go back to my coach's office, and I said, coach, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? He teared up. I teared up. He said, I'll be honest with you, son. When I recruited you, I heard you was a mama's boy. But you're not. In fact, you're one of the toughest players I've ever had. I'm a Hall of Fame motivational speaker. I go all over the world running my mouth. But he gave me the greatest compliment I've ever received. He said, you're just like your daddy. My daddy was a shark. And I was a sucker fish. But that moment was my opportunity to turn into a shark myself. If you hang around sharks long enough, it will transform your mindset. And I promise you, you will be like a shark. You will think like a shark. And you can't go backwards. And if you stop swimming, you will die. Brad Buffini, he can't go backwards. And if he stops swimming, he will die. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're connected to the right shark. All you need to do is be a good sacrifice. Success is all around you. Just pay attention. Every time you leave a business meeting, consciously and subconsciously, that person is be briefing you. Are you likable? Do you brighten up a room when you enter? Or do you brighten up a room when you leave? Are you good with people? And don't you ever be a seraph parasite, which means don't you ever come to this conference and go back home and do nothing. And then claim, oh, I tried and it didn't work. No! My college basketball coach said, son, I think you should be a motivational speaker. I said, coach, I can talk the rest of my life. What do I need to do to play in the NBA? He said, if you do do two things, you'll play in the NBA. You got to better shoot the three-point shot with range and you got to lose about 15 pounds because you don't pass the eyeball test. When I talk about the eyeball test, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me. He says, the NBA thinks you're a football player trying to play basketball. You got to lose weight to change the perception. I lost 15 pounds and I became the first ever undrafted rookie free agent in the history of the NBA to start opening night. first game of my senior year I'm in great shape but unfortunately I broke my foot I had never been hurt a day in my life my very first game I broke my foot I threw me a pity party my trainer came to me says Walter we can get you back for the Big Ten season we can get you back son we can get you right back in five weeks I said, Roger, when I come out of surgery, I want you to take me to the stationary bike, put me on the bike and take my cast to the pedal. But Walter, when you come out of surgery, you're gonna be on on morphine and you won't feel like it, go back and rest. I said, Roger, I don't have time to rest. Can you do that favor for me? Can you take me to the stationary bike, put me on the bike and take my cast to the pedal? As soon as surgery was over, he carried me to the stationary bike, put me on that bike and he take my cast to the pedal and I had a customary workout that was symbolic that I don't have time to rest. I had tears in my eyes as I pedaled that bike and I thought to myself I can't quit, I can't give up, I came back in six weeks, we playing against Ohio State Buckeyes on national TV, they had a guy named Jimmy Jackson at that time On national TV, me and Jimmy Jackson are going at it. In the first half, I had 15 points, five rebounds, and five assists. And as the first half ran out, I pulled up for my patented baseline jump shot, and I felt my foot break again. I've been trained to follow through. Every day in practice, my coach would say, Walter, shoot it like you own it, baby. Shoot it like it's yours. Even though I felt my foot break, I still followed through. And my last college basketball shot went in all nets because I've been trained to follow through. You have to be disciplined every single day and train yourself to follow through on all your fundamentals and that's how you're gonna be successful. You have to do it when you don't feel like it. You have to do it when you feel discouraged. You have to do it when you don't feel healthy. You have to do it when you're under the weather. Every single day, you have to train yourself to focus and commit to your business and follow through. My college career was over. I got offered a job to become a hospital administrator. Two year program, $75,000 job. And right before I took the job, my daddy called me on the phone. Let me tell you about my daddy. When I was a little boy, my daddy would always pick me up. When he came home from work, he picked me up. When he saw me in the nursery after church, he picked me up. No matter how long he worked, no matter how tired he was, my daddy would always pick me up. So when I had my kids, I would always pick up my kids. When I got home, sometimes I was tired. they have a bottle in one hand and they just lifted up the other hand and they knew what daddy was supposed to do. My job was to pick them up. This is a spiritual interaction. When you pick up a child, it is a spiritual transaction. When you pick up a child, you change their perspective. When you pick up a child, all of a sudden they can see the world the way you see it. I don't care what your children have done, there is nothing they can do for you to stop picking them up. Well, my daughter's a drug addict, I don't care, pick her up. My son messes up. I don't care. Pick him up. I don't care. You pick them up. That is your job, mama. That is your job, daddy. That is your job, grandma. That is your job, granddad. Your number one job is to pick them up and change their perspective. My saddest day, one day, my daddy looked at me and he said, boy, you too big. I can't pick you up anymore. But when he couldn't pick me up physically, he would pick me up emotionally. He would pick me up spiritually. I had a great dad because he would always pick me up. He would always change my perspective. So my daddy called me on the phone, he asked me a question. He said, son, you had a tough year, what's next? I said, dad, I'm gonna be a hospital administrator. He said, not bad, but let me ask you a question, son. Do you believe you're an NBA player? You cannot produce yourself your self-image, son. If you don't think so, go take the job. But if you believe you're an NBA player, go for it. My dad had the self-control and discipline and waited for my answer, and my answer was yes. You're right, Dad. I can't work the rest of my life. But playing in the NBA is a dream I've had ever since I was a little boy. He said, go for it, son. I limped back into my coach's office with a cast of my foot. I said, coach, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? I asked that question four years in a row with tears in his eyes. He said, son, when I recruited you, I heard you was a mama's boy. But I'm here to tell you, you're just like your daddy. But what, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? He said do two things you can play in the NBA. Lose 20 pounds and shoot a three-point shot with range, you can play in the NBA. I think you should be a motivational speaker, son, but If you lose 20 pounds and shoot a three-point shot with range, you can play in the NBA. I lost 20 pounds and every day I would shoot 500 shots a day, every single day. I got invited to training camp with the Dallas Mavericks and not only did I make the team, I became the first ever undrafted rookie free agent in the history of the Dallas Mavericks to start opening night. Could you imagine what was going through my mind? I had not started a basketball game since high school. I got to the arena and they dimmed the lights and they put the spotlight right on me. Right through the spotlight, I saw my mom, my dad, and all my brothers and sisters. They surprised me at the game. Then I saw my dad. And I just pumped my fist. And he pumped his fist. And tears streamed down my face. Thank you for all those timeouts. <laughs> Thank you for making sure I was always home when the street lights came on. Thank you for making sure I could always hear your voice. Thank you for always changing my perspective. I know what it feels like to sit on a bench. I know what it feels like to get knocked down. I know what it feels like to have a hope in a dream. And nobody believes in it but a few people. Go for your dreams. Don't live life with regrets. Go for your dreams. Don't live life with regrets. Go for your dreams. Don't live life with regrets. I could always hear my daddy's voice. You have children, you have grandchildren, can your children and grandchildren hear your voice? I could always hear my daddy's voice. He would say, go out, have a good time, play with your friends, but don't let the street lights beat your home. When I started my motivational speaking business, I called my daddy and said, Daddy, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. He said, son, you think you can be successful at it? I said, yes, sir. You think you can make a lot of money at it? I said, yes, sir. He says, go for it. That's all my daddy said to me was go for it. So when I think about life, when I think about my goals, one thing he did for me as a father is to make sure I was always where I was supposed to be. He would have me write my goals down and he would check in periodically basically asking me, Walter, where are you supposed to be? Fathers, do you realize how powerful that is? If you ask that question of your kids, what are your goals? What are your future? Who do you want to be when you grow up? And every now and then, check in by asking a simple question. Where are you supposed to be? The bell is ringing, and I came to ring your bell, and ask you the question, Father. Where are you supposed to be? And ask that question to your children. Where are you supposed to be? And don't you quit until you're number one. Collectively as a group, we're gonna kick the competition butt because we understand how important it is to think, execute, and dominate. Suck it up. Get tough. Suck it up. Get tough. People want to have success. People want to make a lot of money, but they want it to be easy without any challenges. Do you think it was easy for me to become one of the top 450 basketball players in the world that you never heard of? The only way I made it to the NBA is that I was fundamentally sound, I was mentally tough, and I never quit. And even when I wanted to quit, I had people in my life that would make sure I didn't quit. I hired and, and set out the top 10 motivational speakers, watched all their videos, and I watched it one by one because I understand that if I pay attention to what the best are doing, I could be the best too. I watched game film on Michael Jordan. No matter how much I watched, I couldn't do what Michael Jordan could do. I would watch Magic Johnson. I couldn't do what Magic Johnson would do. But I sat there and had these videos. I watched Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins. My wife was scared. I was scared. I called into my office and I said what her husband say. I said, Babe, we're gonna be okay." Every month the checking account was draining. I said, babe, we're gonna be okay. Let's start a motivational speaking business. I go to Jerry Sloan and I say, Jerry, I'm trying to make your team, but since we don't scrimmage, I feel like I can't show you what I can do. Go to Corral, hear me clearly, listen to his answer, and it will unlock some mysteries as to how you become the best in the world at what you do over a long period of time. Jerry, I'm trying to make your team, but I feel like I can't show you what I can do. He says, Walter, I already know what you can do, but if you want to make my team, I suggest you listen, follow directions, and execute. Listen, follow directions, and execute. What I didn't realize, even though we didn't scrimmage in practice, throughout practice we did drills and he created what I call habits and rituals. Every single day practice was the same, every single day we drilled on fundamentals, every single day we worked on the habits and rituals. So even though my mind was floating, even though I was selfish and self-centered, he was conditioning me into the culture through practice of habits and rituals. The reason why I tripled my NBA income in three years is because of habits and rituals. Next year, if your name didn't get called to come across the stage, I'm here to tell you they will call your name next year if you go back home and execute habits and rituals. I wanted to scrimmage for me, but Jerry Sloan was getting me ready to play for the Utah Jazz. So every day it was about habits and rituals. Having hot food is about habits and rituals. Great customer service is about habits and rituals. Being the best in the world at what you do, being a pro, is all about habits and rituals. Let me tell you something. I learned a very valuable lesson when I played for the Utah Jazz. I had a point guard on my team who's arguably the best point guard in the history of the NBA. His name is John Stockton. John Stockton would go to a chiropractor four times a day on game day. You know what I said to myself? I'm not doing that. It doesn't take all that. John Stockton played 19 years in the NBA. I played three. You would have thought I'd have been smart enough to watch a Hall of Famer and just shut my mouth, hop in the car and go with them. No! My mind said, yeah, it doesn't take all that. I would tease him. Man, John Stock, are you uh, OCD or something? Why are you going to a chiropractor four times a day? He swore by his chiropractor. That man played point guard in the NBA until he was 40 years old. And he didn't retire because he got slow. He retired because he refused to wear baggy shorts. He loved his Daisy Dukes. Every day on game day, that man would go to a chiropractor four times a day. And in my immature basketball mind, I would say, eh, it doesn't take all that. I don't need to do all that. I'm an award-winning motivational speaker because now I pay attention to details. Another peak performance truth. Peak performers are detail oriented. My college career was over. I got offered a job to become a hospital administrator. Two-year program, $75,000 job. And right before I took the job, my daddy called me on the phone. Let me tell you about my daddy. When I was a little boy, my daddy would always pick me up when he came home from work he picked me up when he saw me in the nursery after church he picked me up no matter how long he worked, no matter how tired he was my dad would always pick me up so when I had my kids I would always pick up my kids when I got home sometimes I was tired they have a bottle in one hand and they just lift it up the other hand and they knew what daddy was supposed to do my job was to pick them up This is a spiritual interaction. When you pick up a child, it is a spiritual transaction. When you pick up a child, you change their perspective. When you pick up a child, all of a sudden they can see the world the way you see it. I don't care what your children have done, there is nothing they can do for you to stop picking them up. When well, my daughter's a drug addict, I don't care, pick her up. My son messes up, I don't care, pick him up. I don't care. You pick them up. That is your job, mama. That is your job, daddy. That is your job, grandma. That is your job, granddad. Your number one job is to pick them up and change their perspective. My saddest day, one day, my daddy looked at me and he said, boy, you too big. I can't pick you up anymore. But when he couldn't pick me up physically, he would pick me up emotionally. He would pick me up spiritually. I had a great dad because he would always pick me up. He would always change my respect. So my daddy called me on the phone, he asked me a question. He said, son, you had a tough year, what's next? I said, dad, I'm going to be a hospital administrator. He said, not bad, but let me ask you a question, son. Do you believe you're an NBA player? You cannot produce yourself self image, son. If you don't think so, go take the job. But if you believe you're an NBA player, go for it. My dad had the self-control and discipline and waited for my answer, and my answer was yes. You're right, Dad. I can't work the rest of my life. But in the NBA is a dream I've had ever since I was a little boy. He said, go for it, son. I leapt back into my coach's office with a cast of my foot. Tears in my eyes. I said, Coach, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? He said, do two things you can play in the NBA. Lose 20 pounds and shoot a three-point shot with range, you can play in the NBA. If you lose 20 pounds and shoot a three-point shot with range, you can play in the NBA. I lost 20 pounds, and every day I would shoot 500 shots a day, every single day. I got invited to training camp with the Dallas Mavericks, and not only did I make the team, I became the first ever undrafted rookie free agent in the history of the Dallas Mavericks to start opening night. Could you imagine what was going through my mind? I had not started a basketball game since high school. I got to the arena and they get the lights and they put the spotlight right on me. Right through the spotlight, I saw my mom, my dad, and all my brothers and sisters. Then I saw my dad. He's pumped my fist. He pumped his fist. And tears down my face. Thank you for all those timeouts. Thank you for making sure I was always home when the street lights came on. Thank you for making sure I could always hear your voice. Thank you for always changing my perspective. In order to get to the next level, I had to make sacrifices. The reality was I was overweight, I was out of shape. You know what, I started to give up soda and only drink water. I gave up french fries. Before I knew it, I had to get disciplined. So my question for anybody to get to that next level, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up? Who are you willing to stop hanging around? You know, what I spent a lot of time drinking and hanging out with my boys, I had to give that up. And while they were at the nightclub, while they were at the bar drinking, I got into the stadium, I stole a key from the manager, and at midnight, I would get shots up. At midnight, I would work on my game. And that's the kind of compassion, that's the kind of commitment it takes to get to that next level. So as a training and development person, my first question is to make sure What are you willing to give up? What is your discipline like? What is your work ethic like? Are you just comfortable right now? You got an $80,000 job and you're comfortable. You work on a work cure and you're comfortable. You can't get comfortable. None of us can arrive. None of us can just go through the motions. Our job is to get bigger, stronger, and faster. Our job is to get better. All my clients, at least, minimum, got to get 10% better. You can't hang around me and not get better. You can't hang around me and stay the same. Because me staying the same almost ruined my future. By staying the same, I got stuck. And I got inspired that I got to get better. I got to get to this next level. And I'm obsessed with this next level. Now, I'm obsessed with helping. Helping you get to your next level you can't afford to stay the same I want you to travel I want you to have a big house I want you to have a nice car but most importantly I want you to get to the top I want you to have your dreams come true so you can have this feeling that I have this feeling that I have nobody can take it away I know what it feels like to have a hope and a dream and to get it we're not chasing dreams we're catching them what is your dream what did you stay in front of that classroom in third grade? What did you say to that teacher? What did you tell your mom and your friends? What did you say before you gave up? What did you say before reality became, became your truth? When did you accept the lie? When did you get comfortable? When did you get off track? When did you stop? When did you quit? I'm here to push you. I'm here to drive you. I'm here to connect with you. When did you give up? When did you talk yourself out of it? I need you to talk yourself back into it. I need you to make sure that you get those notes out. What are your goals? What are your dreams? I'm here to help you. I know you can get there. I know you can get to that next level. No doubt about it, but you got to work, baby. You got to work. You got to rise up early. You got to go to bed late. Let me tell you something. You got to get obsessive. What are you obsessed with? You can't act normal, you're going to make normal money you can't act common and think you're going to live in a common house any successful person I've ever seen in my life they are different they are obsessive they are uncommon and if you want to get to that next level you got to do something different baby because who you are today is not your potential who you are today is just a point of reference don't you ever confuse your potential with who you are right now and my job is to be on a mission to help you get to your next level oh I'm not going to let you quit I'm not going to let you stop I'm not going to let you have excuses I'm not going to let you come up with justifications because right now I promise you you have justified something in your mind and in your reality you think it's true you think it's really true on why you're not where you're supposed to be let me tell you something you need to get to where you're supposed to be I remember at our high school the bell would ring and the principal would come into the hallway If you were out in the hallway after the bell, he would yell and say, hey, hey, where are you supposed to be, son? Hey, young lady, where are you supposed to be? And all the students would run to class because they knew where they were supposed to be. So can I ask you a question? Where are you supposed to be? Based on your dreams, based on your goals, based on your vision, where are you supposed to be? That night changed my life. My father reminded me of where I was supposed to be. And all of a sudden, I had to become somebody different in order to get to where I'm supposed to be. See, I'm in a transformation business. That's all I'm about. Your next level requires you to transform. You gotta think better, you have to execute better, and you have to win better. But it requires transformation. You can't stay the same and get to where you're supposed to be. Your company can't stay the same and get to where it's supposed to be. Our job is to improve. Our job is to get bigger. Our job is to get stronger. Our job is to get faster. Every single year, I'm gonna push you. Every single year, I'm gonna drive you until you reach your potential. And you can go back to your class reunion and you can look at your classmates and say, yep, 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 I'm that lawyer I'm supposed to be. I'm that entrepreneur I'm supposed to be. I'm on the global platform. Doing an international business just like I told you way back when in the third grade. Always get to where you're supposed to be. You know, I was a high school star. I just thought I was on to do great things. You know, I was a typical kid. You know, we all stood up in front of class in the third grade and fourth grade and said what we were going to be when we grew up. You know, I was no different than any other student. Everybody in the world did that, right? It was like an exercise we all did. So my message was, I'm going to play pro sports, and when I'm done playing pro sports, I'm going to make more money in business than I did in sports. And everything was going along fine. Until when I got to college, I found myself sitting on the bench. A high school stud, basically becoming a scrub sitting on the bench. And i never forget, all of a sudden I recalibrated my dreams and goals. And my father called me on the phone. This was a turning point. He asked me a question that really changed my life. He said, son, you don't play. Why not? And I gave him what I thought was my truth. I gave him what I thought was my reality. Only to find out now. It was an excuse. I said, Dad, politics. Dad, is political. My father said, what? He said, son, if you can help that coach win, you will play. Go back and do what you said you're going to do. Now, all of a sudden, I got reconnected to that little kid on the inside of me that had dreams or goals of getting to that next level. I went to my coach, and I said, coach, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? See, in many cases, sometimes we get stuck, we get stagnant, and we lose that fire and that passion because we forgot our vision. We forgot our goals. We forgot our dreams. And all of a sudden, reality takes over all of a sudden circumstances take over. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to make sure that everybody in this world knows that that next level is waiting for you. You can become that person you wanted to be when you were 10, 11, and 12. You don't have to let your reality take over and all of a sudden you live this normal life. You don't want to have a normal life. Why have a job and just be normal? Why have a company and just be average? I'm telling you, you should be on a mission to get to that next level. My coach told me what I needed to work on and ladies and gentlemen, I had to my game. I had to start working harder, right? I stole a key from a manager and I would go into the arena at midnight and work on my game, work on my left hand, work on my right hand. I got fundamentally sound. All of a sudden, I began to realize that I got to get better. I'm not just good enough and I began to confuse my potential with who I was at the time. That might be the biggest mistake that people make around the world. They confuse their potential with who I was at the time. People get hired based on their potential But your work ethic is what's going to make you a vice president Your work ethic is going to make sure that you become a CEO Being fundamentally sound in marketing and selling and customer service I became fundamentally sound And I made it to the NBA And before I knew it, I got cut Because I realized that all I wanted to do was to get there I had no vision to be an impact player Ladies and gentlemen, you got the job but that's not enough. Don't relax. Don't settle. You got to get bigger, stronger, and faster. You got to get better. You got to make sure that your work ethic, getting that job is just the beginning. That's not the end. You want to live your dreams. You want to have your goals. You want to get to that next level, ladies and gentlemen. You want to take trips. You want to have a nice house. You want to have a nice car. You want to know powerful people so your kids can have access and their lives can be easier than yours. You are beginning a legacy and your job is not just take your career to the next level. Your job to take your family to the next level so your kids are better positioned than you were all of a sudden when my career ended i had no money coming in and i was starting over from scratch but there was a difference i knew what it took to be the best in the world i sat down with the speaker who was a hall of fame speaker and i said what do i need to do to become a hall of fame speaker like you and at this breakfast i did not have enough money to pay for it and he told me what i needed to do to get to the next level and i did it so here i am it's the hall of fame induction and another speaker came up to me and said you know what aren't you excited you're getting inducted into the hall of fame and i looked her in her eye and i said you know what miss i am very excited but this time i expected to be here this time i knew exactly what it took to get to that next level so when I go and speak, I'm all about the next level. When I coach executives, I'm all about the next level. You have to master fundamentals. You have to have a good vision. You have to make sure your mindset is right. You have to make sure you understand how to operate in a team. But most importantly, you have to be accountable. We live a world where people lack accountability. That's why my best-selling book, All Buts Think, is so popular. It's how to live your best life and eliminate excuses Because until any of us own our situation, until we become accountable, we are all crippled by our own excuses that we believe are real. All I want people to know is that they can get 10% better every single year. If we get 10% better every single year, in five years we won't notice you. In five years, you won't notice your own bank account. You won't notice your own career. You will get bigger, stronger, and faster. You will get more effective. You will get promoted. You'll drive more revenue. But ladies and gentlemen, next level is about purpose. Next level is about understanding what it takes to get there. I'm on a mission. Because if I can get to that next level in two different industries, I know that I got a message for the whole world. And I have the information that I can teach to make sure that anyone can have that dream come true that they had in their third grade class, that they had in their fourth grade class. Don't give up on your dreams, don't quit, don't take reality, I'm telling you that dream that you had way back when can become true and it can become your reality. You filed bankruptcy and you stopped moving? You got fired and you stopped? Did you get divorced and you just stopped moving? You got cut and you just stopped? When my basketball career was over, I didn't stop moving. Why? Because I'm a shark. And don't you ever forget that the rest of your life. Don't you ever stop moving. Don't you ever go backwards. To be a shark, it's about how you move, how you operate, how you navigate. See, as long as we're connected, my friend, you can't stop, you can't quit, I ain't gonna let you. Not on my watch, baby. Get back in the game, it ain't over till you win. You might say, "Well, that's me. Man, I quit. I got lazy. When I'm not moving, I'm laying in the bed sad, lonely, depressed, angry because my girlfriend broke up with me, angry because my first business failed, angry because I didn't get into my dream school. Let me tell you, sir, it's a long race. It's a long race. Life is a marathon, baby. If you stop running, you won't get to the finish line. So as long as you can hear the sound of my voice, don't you ever stop moving, don't you ever go backwards and sharks never retreat. Sharks never retreat. And those big powerful creatures got close to the camera and all you could see was muscles and scars, scars and muscles. Why? Because sharks know how to fight. Can I ask you a question? You got some wounds. You got some scars, but are you still willing to battle? Are you still willing to fight for success? Fight for being wealthy, fight for getting out of debt, fight for your marriage, fight for your family, fight for whoever you gotta fight for. The thing I love about a church, they never stop fighting. Don't let failure stop you. Don't you ever let rejection stop you. Don't you ever let people stop you. You stop moving forward because they said this and they said that. Let me tell you something about what he said and she said. Haters stop you? Really? When you get successful, haters are a part of the landscape. If you don't have haters, your vision is too small. And then you have the great whites. Oh, then you got the great white shark, baby. They go deep. They love hunting in the deep. They are always going for the throat and they don't stop until they win. See, when you go to the swimming pool, most people stay in the shallow end. But not great whites, baby. Not great white sharks. They go into the deep end. They love going deep. For you to become a millionaire, you got to go deep. Some of you guys got to read more. Some of you guys got to study more. Some of you got to change your relationship. Why? Because your friends are shallow. Your family is shallow. If you want to be a great white, baby, you got to get some new friends. You got to get some new conversations you got to get some new material, new information, new access to new people that can take you to a place you've never been. All oh, Great White, baby, they go deep. It's time for you to go deep. So whatever you put me in, I'm going to make it out on top. Wherever you drop me off, I'm going to make it. Why? Because I'm a shark. I don't care how many times that you need to try, no one can stop you but you. I don't care who you are, I don't care what you do, if you want to be a sales shark, you got to move different, you might still be in school, you want to be a straight A student, you got to move and operate differently. You a young aspiring athlete in high school or college trying to make it to the league, trying to make it to the top, you can, it's right in front of you, but you got to move different, you got to operate different, you got to operate better in the social circuits. You got to operate better in school, better in class, better in the sales meeting, better in front of the client. Why not? How do you move right now? I mean, let's be honest. How do you operate right now? And here's the truth. If you're operating the right way, you don't need to brag about yourself because others are going to brag about you. Keep your own name out your own mouth and let others talk about you are a beast. Let others talk about how good you are, how strong you are, how fast you are, how smart you are, how successful you are. That's when you know you're a shark, when others are talking about you. You want others bragging about you. Sharks only look up, they can't look down. The fact, of a shark attacks you in the ocean, get beneath it, because a shark can't look down. See, when you're looking at haters, you know what you're doing? You're looking down. When you get distracted by haters, you know what you're doing? You're keeping your eyes off the prize, baby. Haters are a part of the landscape, but haters are beneath you. And the real truth about haters, they wish they did it themselves. The real truth about haters, they don't have the courage to go for it themselves. Sharks only look up. They can't look down. Stay positive, my friend. If it didn't work this time, try again. Oh, it worked the second time, try it again. No one can stop you but you. You got to get to that next level through your movement. You got to get to that next level through your activity. You got to get to that next level by how you operate. Can you ask your question? How strong is your movement? What time do you wake up in the morning? What time do you go to sleep? And how much time do you waste throughout the day? Sharks never stop moving. Sharks never go backwards. Sharks only look up. Sharks never look down. And here's the best part about a shark. Shark takes others with them. Sharks make other people successful, and sharks are made of cartilage. That's why they're different than every other fish. They're made of cartilage, which means they're flexible. They can change, and they pivot when they need to pivot. Can I ask you a question? Do you need to pivot right now? Your business idea is not working. Pivot! Your marriage is not working. Change how you operate. Your career's not where it needs to be. You're made of cartilage, baby. You're flexible. Pivot! Make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that your mindset is to be a shark. Sometimes in the day you're a shark. Sometimes in that same day you're a sucker fish. But don't you ever be a parasite. Why? Because parasites connect and all they do is suck the life out of you. All they do is suck the confidence out of you. All they do is suck the momentum out of you. Why? Because parasites take and they don't give. All they want to do is take you down. They don't care about you one bit. They will take everything you got until it's all gone. They will take your confidence. They will take your self-esteem. They will take your money. That's what a parasite's job to do. They connect to a host and all they do is take. They'll attack your brain so you can't think right. They'll attack your nostrils so you can't breathe right. When you get connected to a parasite, their job is to destroy you. All a parasite needs is an opening. So you can't be weak minded out here, you can't be desperate out here, you can't be thirsty out here, you can't be frail out here, you must have thick skin and be ready because a parasite can't mess with you if you have thick skin, if you're mentally tough and mentally strong and you know who you are and you know whose you are. Your next level is going to require you to have a mentor, your next level is going to require you to get connected to the right person. Mentorship is a lost art. Mentorship is going to make you successful. Mentorship would save you time, money, frustration. I made it to the NBA because of mentors. I'm an award-winning Hall of Fame motivational speaker because of mentors. You got to understand, baby, you might be a sucker fish right now and one day you're going to be a shark. But right now, as a sucker fish, you got to wait until the right shark comes by and you got to connect to the shark. It's not just about you anymore. When you become a great, white shark, it's about how many people can you take with you? How many people can you make successful? If you want to be a shark, they are always hunting, they are always looking, they are always grinding. You got to get to that next level through your movement. You got to get to that next level through your activity. You got to get to that next level by how you operate. I mean, that LeBron just move a little different than every other athlete. Doesn't Tom Brady just move a little different than all the other quarterbacks? Jay-Z, Beyonce, they just move a little different than everybody else. So if you want to be the top, if you want to get to the top, you got to move different. You got to move better. You got to operate different. You got to attack different. You got to think different. You got to be different if you want to be at the top of the food chain. Sharks are powerful creatures that run the ocean. Don't you want to run things? We've been brainwashed! Yes! We've been brainwashed. Think about it. We went to kindergarten, and if we were mediocre, we got promoted to the next level, called elementary school. We went to elementary school, if we were at least mediocre, we got promoted to high school. Am I right or wrong? And all you had to do is be mediocre in high school, and some of you guys were a pain in the butt, and they graduated you anyway, because they didn't want to deal with you the next year. Am I right or wrong? so we've been conditioned to get promoted even if we're mediocre mistake we've been conditioned that someone else is in charge of our promotion our next level i'm here to tell you as a former professional athlete all we talked about was the next level and most people think the next level is a cliche the next level is not a cliche the next level is a lifestyle. The next level is a tangible place. In three years, I doubled my NBA income in the marketplace. That's what I call the next level. See, I firmly believe that making money is easy. I've been in business 15 years. Every year, my salary and income gets bigger, stronger and faster. Why? Because I understand the key to that proverbial next level. You are in charge of your next level. You cannot expect to get promoted to that next level if you are mediocre. Some of you guys are doing the 5 million, you want to get to the next level, it's going to require you to become somebody different. If you're at 10 million, you want to get to 20 million, you can, but you must become someone different. What is your methodology on leadership? What is your methodology on culture? What is your methodology on sales? What is your methodology on teamwork? We can go to a Super Bowl party and we miss the real lesson. You can be down 28 to 3. But if you have a methodology your teammates won't panic. If you have a methodology your teammates won't quit. When you have a methodology whether you're winning are losing regardless of the score. If you got a methodology, it's the only way that you can win. He's in. Patriots win the Super Bowl. Your next level is attainable. Your next level is a tangible place. Your next level is up to you, but your next level is about you creating, adopting, or learning methodologies for everything. Now, can I be honest with you? Divorce in America is about 50 percent. The only thing that happens in relationships, we date. We go to movies, we put on cologne and perfume, we actually comb our hair, we open up the door. We got one methodology to get her. We got one methodology to get him. And then we get married. And what happens? We change our methodology. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been married 23 years and and I want you to hear me closely. I have methodology and here's my philosophy. It's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> so as a result, I try my best to behave the exact same way I behaved when we dated as I do 23 years later. Try it, I promise you, it'll work. All right, lesson number one, lesson number one, lesson number one. If you want to be successful in business, lesson number one, cut off the news. The media's job is not to tell us the truth. The media's job is to make money. The media has figured out that America is addicted to negative information. So every night at 6, when you cut off the news, Do you ever turn to your wife, husband, significant other and say, Honey, I feel real good about America. When's the last time you said that? When you cut out the news, you're angry, you're sad, you're frustrated. Some people are actually scared. I kick my competition's butt because I don't watch the news. One methodology I want to teach you today is what I use to close deals and i almost never hear the word no see my marketing methodology is called the mouse trap my job is to simply catch mice in this context mice are meeting planners people who plan meetings so in order to build a good mouse trap you got to figure out some good cheese you got to build a good mousetrap which begins with cheese. Here's my cheese. Every meeting planner wants a speaker who's entertaining and dynamic and gives the audience great information. That's my cheese. So all my marketing materials says I'm very entertaining and dynamic and I give great information. But once you got somebody nibbling on your cheese, I come in with the clothes and it's fast, it's strong and it's swift because every meeting planner wants an entertaining and dynamic speaker who gives great information. That's what they're looking for and I know it. So can I ask you a question? What are your customers looking for? Don't think like you, think like a customer. See, your closing mechanism always needs to be connected to a promise. People buy promises. I got a coaching program and I teach all my business leaders all of my methodologies, and I just gave you one for free. Kind, I didn't go too deep, as deep as I could go. Can you do me a favor, go back and build a mousetrap, make sure you got some good cheese, but what is your closing mechanism? Everyone loves, hey, promise, I'll be the best motivational speaker your group's ever had. You guys know I almost never hear the word no. I'll be the best speaker your group's ever had. It's really hard to say no to that, would you agree? One of the best ways you can build a marketing methodology is stop thinking like you and start thinking like your customers. What has made me a multimillionaire, I'm gonna to reveal to you right now, and I can prove it to you. The superstars that you're looking for are on the tip of my tongue. Well, what did we think? Did we like them? The likability factor is the best kept secret in business. Hire for attitude, train for skill. Hire for attitude, train for skill. Hire for attitude, train for skill. The superstars you are looking for in any service-based industry are likable people and I can prove it to you. Have you ever wondered why and how Oprah became a billionaire? Oprah convinced 30 million women and about a million men that she was their best friend and every afternoon those 31 million people would tune in to their best friend Oprah converted the likability factor into money is everybody with me? If you don't have a methodology you're going to have rebellious people spark every now and then am I right or wrong? If you don't have a methodology, you're going to have people go after the reservation every now and then, am I right or wrong? So if you don't have a methodology and you got people doing dumb stuff, that's not their fault, that's your fault. Did we like them? If the answer was, uh, what'd that really mean? Next, have you guys ever paid attention to the greatest salesman on this earth? See, I pay attention. They call me a thought leader, so I'm always thinking. The greatest salesmen on this earth are not business people. They're a bunch of girls four feet tall. Who am I talking about? The Girl Scouts, man. You will bounce a check before you turn a Girl Scout away. You will buy more cookies even if you got cookies in the house, am I right or wrong? And let's be honest, those cookies aren't that freaking good. Those little girls are sales assassins. It's hard to say no to a Girl Scout, it's like emotional. And here's why. We've all heard the term before, but we don't execute it. People want to buy from people they know, people they like, people they trust. Have you heard that before? But yet, do you execute that methodology? We know Girl Scouts. We like Girl Scouts. And we trust Girl Scouts. It's hard to say no when you have the trifecta. If you're ready to go to that next level and install methodology, say uh There's a fight right around the corner just waiting for you. And you better learn how to fight. You got to get up every morning fighting, clawing, scratching. You got to beat depression. You got to beat anxiety. You got to beat the naysayers. You got to beat that little voice in your head that's telling you you're not good enough. When I think about fighting, I'm not talking about people, I'm talking about situations, I'm talking about circumstances, I'm talking about opportunities that sometimes you have to fight for. Come on life, let's fight, let's go. Come on job, let's go. Come on career, let's go. I'm going to go to war. That dream is not going to just sit there and wait for you to come and get it. You got to chase it like a man possessed. You got to go get it. But to win fights you got to have stamina, you got to be ready to fight and bounce back, punch and counter punch, jab and jab back. Let me tell you something, life is a series of fights. The worst thing you can do is run away from your fights. Because if life is a series of fights and you run away, you just ran away from your life. We got to fight. We got to fight. We can't lay down. When you lay down, you get ran over. When you're about to fight, you know a fight's coming, your adrenaline begins to pump, your heart begins to race. Your mind gets right and say, look, I'm not going to just fight, I'm going to win this battle and sucker, you going down. Some of you guys out there are fighting for your life. Why? Because the doctor told you you have cancer. You better not feel sorry for yourself. You better not lay down and quit. You better get up and fight because a happy spirit does the body good like medicine. Fighting for your future, fighting for your dreams, fighting for success. When you come over depression, you raise your arms like a champ. When you overcome bankruptcy, you raise your arms like a champ. When you come over divorce, raise your arms in victory. Sometimes in life, you get caught with a good one you didn't see the boss coming you didn't see cheating coming you didn't see being fired coming you got sucker punch oh i've been sucker punched before but that doesn't mean i can't stop fighting we gotta get up baby when you get sucker punched get up when you get hit in the gut get up because if you wanna win this war you gotta learn how to fight one battle at a time one war at a time because you might not win every fight but you gotta win the war you gotta have the right attitude, the right mindset, the right mentality. Not just the fight. It's gonna be a war, and you don't quit until you win. It's gonna be a war. And don't you quit until you win. Let's fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. And let's fight. you got to have care to have passion and you hear people say all the time I don't care if that's you you don't have passion you gotta care okay you gotta care if we win to lose you gotta care if we come in last place you gotta care if I don't want a championship I'm gonna be pissed off you gotta care if you get divorced you gotta care if you file bankruptcy you gotta care if you don't get the 3.0 GPA you're shooting for. you filling your goals. you filling your blanks. you feeling filling your dreams. You're filling your goals. And at the end of the day, let me tell you something, champ. You gotta care. Because if you don't care, guess what? It ain't gonna happen. If you don't care, guess what? You ain't gonna grind. If you don't care, guess what? You're gonna quit when it's getting tough. If you don't care, you're gonna throw in the towel. So I'm here to tell you, the first thing we got to do is get you to care about your future, get you to care about your goals, get you to care about succeeding, get you to care about failing. Let me tell you something. If you go into a jungle, there's two people who care. That lion, that gazelle. That gazelle wants to live another day. And that lion wants to eat so he can live another day. And let me tell you who's going to win that battle the one who cares the most. Because that lion knows if I give all my energy at this gazelle, and if I miss the gazelle, if I don't catch the gazelle, I've exerted all this energy, and I don't get to eat, i got to waste another day to eat, I'm in trouble because I won't have the same strength tomorrow. I won't have the same focus tomorrow. I won't have the same drive tomorrow. I won't have the same energy tomorrow. So i got to care enough that I see this opportunity, I see that gazelle coming by, i got to get it. But on the other end, That gazelle is like, man, if I can elude this lion, I can live another day. If I can elude this lion, I can get home to my family. If I can elude this lion, I can get home to my babies. If I can elude this lion, I can get my family out of the projects. If I can elude this lion, we can get off welfare. If I can elude this lion, I can get out of bankruptcy. If I can elude this lion just one more day, maybe I can get off drugs. If I can just elude this lion, even in the jungle, the lion in the gazelle, the one who's going to win, is the one who cares the most. But I don't care where you are now. I don't even care what your lot is in life. I don't care what your mama is. I don't care what your daddy is. I don't care what they did. I don't care how they are. I don't care your background. I don't care what house you in. I don't care what neighbor you from. I don't care what side of the track that you on. All I'm telling you right now is that until you care, you can't get the A. Inside your company, who cares the most? Inside your division, who cares the most? Inside your family, who cares the most? We gotta care, man. And if that lion is hungry enough, and if he cares enough, he gonna get that gazelle. But if that gazelle is fast enough and elusive enough, that gazelle gonna get away. When you wake up in the morning, every day, you gotta care. And you got to live your life like you're a lion. You got to live your life like you are that gazelle. What are you doing with your mind? What are you doing with your mentality? What are you doing with your mindset that's going to position you to make sure that when this is over, you benefit from this break. I'm stuck in the house, just like you. Now I'm wearing masks, just like you. Now I'm wearing gloves, just like you. I'm checking on my 96-year-old grandmother, just like you. I'm checking on my 80-year-old mother, just like you. I'm making sure my kids are being smart and washing my hands, just like you. You, but because I'm home, that means I don't care anymore. Because I'm home, don't mean my purpose goes away. Because I'm home, I can't talk into a microphone, so I talk into a phone, I talk into a computer, I talk into softwares, I talk into Facebook, I talk into Instagram, and tonight I'm talking to Twitter. Why? You already know. Because I care. Now, can I ask you a question? What is it about your future that you need to do to get to where you want to be? And once you understand that, you got to put yourself in a mindset that you want to disappoint you. You don't want to disappoint you. Because if you're okay disappointing you, it's almost impossible to get better. What's that one thing that's holding you back from your next level? And once you understand what that one thing is, now you're halfway there. Now we can figure out, okay, if we can improve this one day and get 10% better every year, in five years, we won't even recognize your business. We won't recognize your life. We won't recognize you. Why? Because you got exponentially better. And that's important to me because a part of my purpose and the reason I'm on this earth to help you get better, you can't afford to stay the same wherever you want to be in life gotta care enough man. When that setback comes, so? (laughs) When that hater shows up, so? (laughs) When that rejection shows up, so? When that setback shows up, so? When that doubt shows up, so? When that soreness shows up, so? It don't matter, you gotta want it bad enough. I've had my teeth knocked out. I got screws in my feet. Let me tell you something, it don't matter, why? Because I care. When I got inducted into the Hall of Fame for motivational speakers, I was sitting at a table and a young lady came up to me. She says, wow, Walter, you're going into the Hall of Fame. That is so cool. Aren't you excited? I said, yeah, I'm excited. She said, you don't act like it. But you know what I told her? After getting cut out the NBA. You know what I told her? After making minimum in the NBA. You know what I told her? After crying in my wife's arms, after I got cut out the NBA. You know what I told her? For the first time in my life, I expected to be here. For the first time in my life, I shot for the A and I got it. For the first time in my life, I went for the throat and I got it. For the first time in my life, I went to be number one and I got it. For the first time in my life, I wasn't happy with getting a C anymore. For the first time in my life, I made up my mind to be an A student and I expected to be an A student. And guess what? I got the A. I talked to people in Australia and London and Cyprus and Africa, all over the world because I just wanted to get to A because I cared enough. For the first time in my life, I didn't talk myself out of it. For the first time in my life, I wasn't happy being average. For the first time in my life, I made up my mind that I'm going to be an A student no matter what. I've been motivating people for 19 years. and I'm a Hall of Fame speaker, which means I'm good at what I do. But the only reason I'm good at what I do, watch this, because I care. A C-student can justify anything and the worst part about it, they can believe the excuse. Don't look at me like that, some of you guys have been defeated already in your life. You're saying to yourself, you know what, I got a GED, nobody wants me. I used to be an alcoholic, nobody wants me. My own father used to tell me I was no good, nobody wants me. I'll just work this little dead-end job and we'll figure out what's next because I don't have anywhere to go. Some of you guys can relate to what I'm saying. Somehow, some way, you've disqualified yourself. I work with so many people and I can relate to it. Nobody can beat you but you. Nobody can stop you but you. But the worst thing you can do is disqualify yourself. Now I'm 50 years old. I got a wife. I got kids. I got mortgages. I got bills. School is over. That's all about the real deal right now. You guys with me? Is there any excuse for an adult not to get an A out of life. So when you go to work, is there any excuse for you not to be an A manager? Is there any excuse for your store not to be an A store? Is there any excuse for you to go home and not to be an A husband? Is there any excuse for you not to be an A wife or a mom or a dad? Is there any excuse Cause we're not in middle school anymore. We're not in high school anymore. So, on report card day, I came home and I would sit down with my mom and dad and I would make excuses about my C. Well, mom, you know, I don't like the teacher, mom, and the teacher doesn't like me. That's why she gave me a C. You know, my mom would say that teacher didn't give you nothing. You earned a C. Nobody can stop you but you. You know, I had a goal of playing in the NBA and I got there. You guys know I had a goal of doubling my NBA income and I got there. If you set a goal and you make the intention that you're going to get there do you know that you writing it down and looking at it every single day you're seven times more likely to achieve that goal? This is America ladies and gentlemen. It can happen to you, it can happen for you, but you gotta write these goals down, play them on tablets, so they can be seen by men, and that man and that woman is you. My father said, write your goals down, son, and I wrote them down. I said, Dad, I'm gonna play in the NBA, and I'm gonna... That's your problem, son. Your value system screwed up. You're smart. This family's about being a student athlete. Rewrite your goals tomorrow and give them to me. He didn't yell at me. He didn't browbeat me. He didn't criticize me. He said, son, that's your problem. Your value system screwed up. Redo them and give them to me tomorrow. You know, some of you guys can have more in life, but your value system screwed up. You're more excited about Facebook and Instagram, but some of you guys is golf. And I go to work, man. I can't wait to hit that golf cart my father taught me something very right, but you know what you will dwell in what you dwell on you will dwell in what you dwell on if you dwell on marijuana you will dwell in marijuana and you will get the weed smokers reward i thought about it the other day i'm from chicago i've never been to a thug retirement party have you I've never been to a thug reprimand party, I guess I have, they're called funerals. What you dwell in, you dwell on, so can I give you a little bit of advice? Make sure your value system is good, make sure your value system makes sense. People say all the time, well what's most important to you, God, family, work? And I know what you're going to write down, but it's got to be real in your heart, does that make sense? What was in my heart was sports, and that's no lie. My father said, redo your value system, son. I said, I redid it the next day, I said, Dad, you ready? Yeah. OK, Dad. I'm going to graduate college in four years. I'm going to play in NBA. Anybody know why I duck? My <laughs> dad had a nice backhand. <laughs> I said, I'm going to play in NBA. This is what I said. I'm going to make more money in business than I did in sports. You know what my father said, I like it son, I like it, I want you to take those goals out and look at them every single day. Before I knew it, that 2.1 turned into a 2.9. Before I knew it, I got selected to be president of the journalism club, captain of the homecoming committee. Before I knew it, people began to recognize me not as an athlete but as a leader in school. All of a sudden, I wanted a 3.0. I'm going to get a 3.0. I'm going to get a 3.0. And they were like, Walter, it's mathematically impossible. You know what I'm talking about? So I got as high as I can get, a 2.9. I realized, you know what? I could have had a 3.0 easy if I would have taken advantage and been a little bit more mature in my past life. Some of you guys need to hear what I'm saying to you right now. Some of you guys used to be immature in your past life. Can I get a witness? <laughs> now you're not in middle school anymore. You're not in high school. Childhood is over. Would you agree? And grown men and grown women think a certain way, operate a certain way, and have a certain mindset and mentality. I want you to understand you are a part of a legacy. You've heard about your mom's story. You've heard about your dad's story. Now it's time for you to build your story. My father was a sharecropper copper in Tennessee. I heard all the stories my dad would tell me being a young black boy in Tennessee. He said, son, I got called the N-word so many times, I began to think it was my first name. But I busted my butt for you, son. I busted my butt. I went back to college for you, son. I got educated for you, son. Everything I do is for you, son. See, right now, I want you to understand you are a part of a legacy. Many of you guys, your mom made sacrifices for you. Your dad made sacrifices for you. Now it's time for you to grab the bull by the horns and impact your legacies. everybody with me? Your mom and dad have their story. Your grandfather, your grandmother has his and her story. Now you are building your story. I was at a track meet one day and I was watching a four by one relay. And I love a four by one relay because that first sprinter takes off with the baton in their hand and they run as hard as they can, as fast as they can. And when they get to the next athlete, they yell, stick! And the next athlete takes off running, but they reach back. They just reach back a little bit. Then they run as hard as they can, as fast as they can for 100 meters, and they yell, stick! And it's so important to make a successful handoff, because if you don't make a successful handoff, you are disqualified. And the next athlete's turn is to run as hard as you can, as fast as you can, and then they yell, stick! And they hand it to the anchor. That anchor is Carl Lewis, that anchor is Flojo, that anchor is Usain Bolt And that last hundred meters, whoa! They come around that curve and all you hear is elbows and form and they come down and cross that finish line, oh! So I got distracted me and I saw them handle this baton They kept me on the stick Stick Stick. 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 Your father might be from Russia. Your grandfather might be from Cuba, Colombia. I don't know where they're from, but let me tell you something. At some point, they're going to yell, stick. And that baton's in your hand. So we don't have time to be silly anymore, would you agree? We don't have time to play games anymore, would you agree? You got to get that baton in your hand. You got to run as hard as you can, as fast as you can. And every day in that car in the morning, my dad would just talk to me. Like I'm from Tennessee, son, education is very valuable. You cannot devalue education the way you're from. Education is important, son. That's the way out. Education, working hard. Education, getting trained. Smart families are training and development organizations masquerading as a family. Mom, Dad, you are head trainers of a family. You know what my dad would say? Go get it, son. Go get it. Be sweet, baby. Be sweet. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet, baby. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet. Be sweet, baby. Go get it. Go get it. Be sweet. Be sweet, baby. Every time I left the house, my mom would say, Be sweet, baby. Be sweet. My dad would say, Go get it, son. Go get it. Go get it, son. Go get it. Be sweet. 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 My family had two core values. Go get it, son. Be sweet, baby. I used to go into class and say, man, if I get a C, I'm good. (laughs) If I can pull off a B, C, I'm good. Never even went for the A. You know that the average person thinks the same exact way? They could do more. They could be more. If they believed more. You used to dream, my friend. When did you stop? You should have hope, my friend. When did you stop? I came by today to give you a little boost. I came by today to reach out a hand as a friend and pull you up. Sometimes when you're down, you need the hand of a friend to pull you up. I'm not coming here to put you down. I'm coming here to build you up because all you need is a little nudge. I know how you've been wired, I know how you've been created. I know you've been sucker punched. I've been sucker punched too, but get up. Down but not out down but not out here's the definition of down downward going in a direction downward being at a low position or on the ground floor or bottom here's the good news about being down you are already on a solid foundation if you can look up you can get up you are down but not out how long will you be down my friend it's a temporary condition. It's up to you how long it lasts. It doesn't have to be a life sentence. Being on the bottom is temporary. Down but not defeated. Down but not out. You feel sorry for yourself here, and you dwell on it here, but do you like it here? If you like the bottom, I can't help you. If you hate the bottom, we can work. If you hate the bottom, I got you. Because if you got you there, you can get you to the top. It takes time to get to the bottom. In other words, it's a process. Even falling is a process. It's not instant. Failing is a process and so is success. Sailing is a process. Failing is a process. And so is success. In fact, failure does not happen overnight. It takes time to fail. But success doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to be successful. Can I ask you the question when you were down, did you get back up the same way you get to the bottom? same when you get to the top constant activity <laughs> constant activity will get you to the top and constant activity will get you to the bottom doing nothing is an activity being lazy is an activity to sit on the couch is an activity Not want to work is an activity. In fact, you spend time trying to get out of work instead of finding work. You try to get out of work instead of finding work. Here's the truth. To get to the top requires consistency. Getting to the bottom does too. Getting to the top requires consistency. Getting to the bottom does too. I have never seen a hard working person on the bottom. I have never seen a hard working person on the bottom is temporary. Only you can make it happen Only you can change the momentum. At any moment you can shift. At any moment you can change direction. You got to create habits to get a harvest. But if you don't like your harvest, you got to change the seed. If you don't like your harvest, you got to change the seed. On a daily basis, what kind of seeds are you planting? Can I ask you a question? What are you working on right now? Are you working your way to the bottom or are you working your way to the top? Either way, you're gonna get a harvest, my friend. We can't stop the harvest. All we can do is control what kind of harvest we get. Are you working on a successful harvest? Are you working on a harvest of failure? I mean, every day you're working on something. It's one thing to be down. It's another thing to be out. I hear the term all the time, down and out. Those are two different things. I'm not worried about you being down. I've been down myself. I'm not worried about you being down. You've been down before. we all been down. It's nothing new. But that out is what I worry about. Out means you gave up. Out means you lost hope. It's okay to be down, my friend. It happens to all of us, but it's not okay to be out. Don't you ever give yourself permission to be out. You may be down, but you're never out. You got to start talking to yourself. The best way to motivate you is you got to start talking to yourself. Repeat these words after me. No one can stop me but me. No one can stop me but me. Here's the truth. No one can stop you but you. You need to talk to yourself. You need to encourage yourself. You need to strengthen yourself. Start waiting for other people. Stop waiting for other people. And you start encouraging you and saying to yourself, it's going to work out. It's going to be okay. I'm down right now, but I'm not out. My condition is temporary. Only I can make it permanent. Don't you ever confuse the temporary with permanent. Every car has a spare tire. And every now and then you got to use it, but it's not designed for long term use. A spare tire Do you feel like you are on a spare tire right now? (laughs) I get it, but we gotta take that spare tire off and we gotta get you something permanent. We gotta get you some support. We gotta get you some encouragement. We gotta get something that can handle the load. Take that spare tire off. Take that discouragement off. Take that depression off. Take that fear off. It's gonna be temporary, but we can't make it permanent. It's gonna be temporary, but we can't make it permanent. You weren't designed to be down, my friend. You weren't designed to be down long. Open up your mouth and talk to yourself. Open up your mouth and talk to you. Open up your mouth and motivate you. Say it out loud, I may be down, but I'm not out. As long as there's breath in my body, I'm not out. Get up right now and move around. Get up right now and get your body moving. Get up right now and go for a walk and look at the birds and the trees and the dirt and the grass and the moon and the sun. Life keeps moving. Life keeps happening. Only you stood still and that's how you get down. We need some activity. Activity will get you to the top and activity will get you to the bottom. What kind of activity are you working on? What kind of harvest are you prepared for? Move around and get your mind moving. Move around and get your imagination. Your condition is different. Only you will make it home. You will love again. You will thrive again. You will smile again if you give yourself permission. You will win again if you give yourself permission. You will breathe again if you give yourself permission. You will hope again if you give yourself permission. You will dream again if you only give yourself permission. You know what down feels like. But I want to encourage you to be strong. And you tell people, I used to be down, but not anymore. Now I'm wiser. My heart is healing, I'm better for it. It might have hurt, but now I know what love is. I know what it hurts. I know what success is. All I got to do is mount up once again, and I won't be denied this time. You can get motivated, my friend, but you got to learn how to motivate yourself. If you live long enough, I guarantee you, one thing about life, you're gonna have some ups, you're gonna have some downs too. It's called life. It's okay to be down, my friend, but it's never okay to be out. Your condition is temporary. Only you can make it permanent. Down, but not out. Down, but not out. You might be down. But you're never out. Your condition is temporary and only you can make it permanent. I want you to make the declaration right now. I want you to make the announcement right now. I'm back! I don't care if you gotta walk around your house and just say, I'm back! Call all your friends and say, I was down, but I'm back! Let everybody know, I'm down. I was down. Let everybody know, oh, I was down. You saw me, but I'm back! Here I come! But everyone knows you I'm back I didn't give myself permission to be out I, I took a break but now I'm back I'm up but now I'm back I'm ready to attack and now I'm up and I'm ready to be on top. So you can play ball at the Y or you can play ball in the NBA. You told me you're going to graduate college in four years and you did it. But you told me you're going to play in the NBA. Well, ask this question son. Do you believe you're good enough to play in the NBA? My bottom lip started to twitch. My whole face started to spasm up. But, Dad, I never started in college. But, Dad, but I got a score on my foot. But, 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 we're in the coronavirus. I don't like Zoom. I don't like going over the computer. I like to meet face to face. Be committed to the goal, not the journey. Be committed to the result. Adversity will increase your value if you let it. Something you believe you're good enough to play in the NBA. And I thought about it. Well, if I didn't get hurt? I thought about it. Yes, Dad, I do. I do think I'm good enough. Confidence is the number one factor in anyone's success. Tom Brady was a six-round pick. They might have said, ah, he's a six-round pick. Ah, he couldn't even really win a job in college. he's going to leave the game the greatest quarterback ever. Lesson number one, Sharks never stop moving forward or they die. He said, son, if you think you're good enough, Go get it. Go get it, son. Go get it. I got your back, son. Go get it. As I tell you my story, I want you to think about your legacy. As I tell you my story, I want you to think about what do you need to do to take your game to the next level? I played in the NBA. Now, I know some of you guys at home are thinking to yourself, well, you know what? I watched the NBA. Walter Byrne, I never heard of him. Well, I never heard of you either. But here's the truth my dad was a 6'6, 240 pound high school principal, and he had a message every day we left the house Go get it, son. Go get it. That was his philosophy for life. Go get it, son. Go get it, son. Go get it. I'm the youngest of three kids, and I remember report card day. My brother and sister would skip all the way home. They couldn't wait to show mom and dad their grades. Not me. I'm the youngest. I'm the baby. I would walk home real slow. Report card day wasn't fun for me. My brother would sit down and pass their grades across the table, and my mom would say, great job, Jamea. Great job, Louis. So proud of you. Okay, Walter. Let us take a look. I would slide my grades across the table and I would cry before they arrived. And mom would say, baby, are they that bad? It got so bad I flunked out of my first high school. When I flunked out of that school, it was the first time I failed in anything in my life because in sports, I was a straight A student. Baseball, straight A, baby. I batted over 500 in high school. I set a playoff record. I struck out 17 batters in a playoff game and there's only 21 outs. I was straight A in baseball, straight A in basketball, straight A in football. But in school, I didn't care about school. So when I flunked out of my first high school, it was the first time I failed. I had to leave all my friends. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. But most importantly, my family were educators and I let my family down. In the morning, my father woke me up and he called me Moses. We went to church on Sunday. I'm thinking to myself, I'm down, I'm depressed. I let my family down. I'm embarrassed, but he woke me up in the morning and he called me Moses. Wake up Moses, get dressed Moses, don't be late Moses. Tomorrow morning son, I want you to write your goals down. When you get in the car tomorrow morning, just write your goals down. I got in the car the next day, I said dad are you ready? Yeah dad, okay all right. I'm gonna play in the NBA. Said, See that's your problem son. Your value system is screwed up. I didn't care about school. So I got to my new high school. I saw the thugs on the corner, but that wasn't the worst part. The worst part was when I passed the principal's office. He was 6'6", 240 pounds. Everybody else called him Mr. Bond. I called him Dad. My father transferred me to his high school in the hood. I said, Dad, I'm gonna graduate college in four years. After I get my diploma, Dad, after I march across the stage, Dad, after I flip my tassel, Dad, then I'm gonna play in the NBA. And my father smiled and just shook his head. He says, okay, son, I like it. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take it out and look at it every single day. Goes out and look at them every single day Because here's why When a shark locks in on a goal It goes into a trance When a shark gets locked in It goes into a trance With good habits Good rituals Great follow up Good habits Good rituals Great follow up I look at those goals every single morning And I went into a trance If you want to be a pro A real pro You better get some habits and rituals And you better do them all day every day Habits and rituals will make you a pro. We played the number one team in the country. They had the number one player in the country. And we beat them. And I outplayed the number one player in the country. I got to school the next day. The school was going crazy. Great game, Walt, man. You was on fire. You put us on your back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm fighting through the crowd trying to go to the counselor's office. That game was over. It happened yesterday. But I'm in school now, and I'm not a ball player right now. I'm a student, and I was trying to get to the counselor's office, and here's why. I had a 2.9. And even though we beat the number one team in the country, I outplayed the number one player in the country, and all I cared about was getting to my coach's office. I got into the counselor's office and she says, great game yesterday, (laughs) thank you. But can I ask you a question? I got a 2.9. What do I need to do to get a 3.0? She says, Walter, I was afraid you were going to ask me that. I mean, you're doing great now. But you were in such a hole The 2.9 is the best that you can do. For the first time in my life, I was pissed off about school. For the first time in my life, I was pissed off about education. I'm not satisfied with being average. For the first time in my life, I cared about school. And my dad is right. But my value system was screwed up. And this family produces. This family produces. I never started in college. In my senior year, I broke my foot twice. And I got offered a job to become a hospital administrator. But district managers, I got a phone call from my high school principal. What did my daddy call him? It was my high school principal. You had a tough year. What's next? He said, Can I ask you a question? You told me you're gonna graduate college in four years and you did it. But you told me you're gonna play in the NBA. And you told me you're gonna make more money in business than you did in sports. Don't ask this question, son. Do you believe you're good enough to play in the NBA? My bottom lip started to twitch. My whole face started to spasm up. If you find any person who's doing great things, you already know they've overcome their adversity. So I want to challenge you right now. Whatever adversity is coming at you right now in your personal life, private life, in your family, uh, your kids, you better handle your adversity because the outcome and the result is going to be dependent on how you respond. When adversity comes to you, you better respond the right way because it's designed not to defeat you. It's designed not to destroy you. It was designed to increase your value when you settle you ruin the movie yeah you heard me your life is a movie and you are the author your life is a movie and you are the director life is a movie and you need to edit some scenes out the pen is in your hand, my friend, and you're writing your very own personal movie. And I believe the good guy wins in the end. I believe the good woman wins in the end. I believe that you will win in the end as long as you don't settle. When you settle, you ruin the finale. When you settle, you ruin the final scene. We are all tuned into your movie. We got our popcorn ready. Waiting for your grand finale. How is your movie going to end? As long as there is breath in your body, there is a chance. Sometimes discouragement happens. Sometimes fatigue happens one thing I know about life, when you get tired, you gotta wait for that second wind. When that second wind kicks in, whoa, you might be tired right now, but that second wind is kicking in. I came here right now today to be your second wind, and don't you ever settle. Why? Because I don't want you to have regrets. You've got to rise above how you feel. It's going to be up to you to take authority over your mind and your emotions. And a lot of times we get frustrated because things seem to be moving too slowly. And when that happens, we start to question whether or not what we really want will ever happen for us. Well, it will happen if you refuse to allow fear and impatience to deprive you of what you deserve will happen if you don't allow moments of frustration to guide your decisions think about all the people you know in life and say man i i i wish i didn't quit on school I, I hate i dropped out i wish i didn't get divorced i hate i gave up i wish i didn't quit the football team because i could have been in the nfl i i, I wish i i wish I, I, I wish i didn't quit i wish i acted better i wish i didn't get kicked out of school i wish i didn't give up on my kid i wish i wish i wish that is regret never settle there's still time, never settle, there's still time. What are you working on right now? Because sometimes in life, all you got is that one thing. God gave you one thing to do, that's all you got is that one thing. I know life will track you down. I know life can be tough, but you are on a journey. When you settle, you will always have regret on what could have been, what should have been. I'm going to say these two powerful words one more time. And I want you to hear me and get them in your spirit. Never separate.